Today's program is brought to you by Jeff Peterman at the Conservator Nation. Have you not heard of it yet? Well, for those of you that don't know, the Conservator Nation is the newest project of former congressional candidate Jeff Peterman. Jeff is a strong and strident conservative and a Christian, and with his newest podcast, The Conservator Nation, he's trying to basically give people like him a voice outside of the media. Because if, if we know one thing, it's that the media is not friendly to the ideas of anyone that's not a progressive liberal. And while Jeff and I may have different points, what we need are a free market of ideas, and Jeff is offering that to you. So go ahead and check him out at Jeff Peterman-Conservator on Facebook, and also check out his website, www.conservator.com. Check it out today. You're listening to The Renzo Republic. Welcome back to your favorite weekly program. I'm your host, as always, Remso W. Martinez. And you're listening to the one and only Remso Republic. As of right now, things have been kind of cool lately. Producer Ryan and I finally moved into Studio Drenchburg. For those of you that have never heard of Studio Drenchburg, it's our dorm at Liberty University. I know, it's really sexy. It's awesome. But we're still able to keep the show going loud and proud. It's great to be back on campus because the great thing about Liberty University is it's constantly expanding. I was here in, a, in August for a business trip, and as I was driving around campus, I just remember all the construction that was going on during the previous school year, and as I'm driving around, I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I cannot wait to see all the great new things that they finished during the summer. What did Liberty do? They didn't actually finish any real projects. They just kept expanding more and more construction. So basically, if you go and take a visit to Liberty University, you're going to see nothing but bulldozers and cranes, and it basically just looks like they're building the sequel to Disneyland. It's, it's insane. But speaking of insane, so, something that kind of bothers me right now is I, I don't have, you know, I don't want to necessarily focus on a lot of the things I see on the news it seems like the same rotating story of terrible things constantly. And um, there's a lot going on that's important that we just don't talk about. But one of the stupid things that I noticed on Facebook the other day, I think Facebook is like the primary source of my media right now while I'm back at school. I, I don't, okay, I don't know why people are flipping out. I think I do. I think I do. I don't know why people are flipping out, but they are. And I don't want to give this any more attention, but I do want to bring it up for just a few moments. But first, let me go ahead and introduce our guest. Brittany Lopez is calling into the show. Brittany, how are you doing? Thanks. I'm doing good. Awesome. For, for people that don't know you, how about you give us a quick introduction of who you are? Uh, Brittany Lopez. I reside in the purple state of Florida. Uh, Central Florida to be exact. I'm a graduate at a UCF, second biggest uh, university in the nation. I worked with a couple campaigns on the red side and a couple of uh, conservative nonprofits. Um, I've done some activism and I am an avid Twitter 
you know, Twitter debater. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what a majority of America's become these days. Yeah. So, Brittany, I'm just curious. Have you heard about this whole Colin Kaepernick thing? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, yeah. And and just for the record, when, when I first heard of him on the news, before I actually heard about the main story about the whole national anthem thing, I could have sworn the guy got booted off the team where he got traded. I mean, I'm not a big football fan or anything. I don't keep up with a lot of the inside game stuff, but I, I just knew him as a really crappy player. And now he's people are freaking out because he refused to stand during the Pledge of Allegiance. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. Um, what they what I've seen trending is first they'll say, you know, because you know we're all constitutional lovers on the right side. First they'll say he had the right to do it, but he was still a jerk because he didn't, you know, and they go off on this tangent about how he's so unpatriotic and anti-American, but they want to put that disclaimer in the first place saying, but he's, he could if he wanted to, and we're okay with that, but he's still a jerk. Um, so, you know, in, in, in the midst of media and press and everything political going on, especially, you know, with this year's elections and it kind of seems very chaotic. Um, to me, I just feel like he's wanting press. Although he really, I feel he genuinely cares about the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, you know, he, he really cares about um, police brutality. And that's genuine. But from a celebrity standpoint and from how he knows how to work with the camera, um, it's definitely going in his favor that he's getting the media attention that he wanted. And it's not going very well because most celebrities aren't politically inclined and know how to protest correctly. And not that there's a right way, but there's an effective way. And it, it was just very not effective. Although people are talking about it, it just like he was trying to bring awareness to, you know, this this um this problem that we have and what happened is that people got even madder yeah i mean there's the the biggest thing that just bugs me about this whole thing is colin kaepernick he was adopted by a white family he grew up in a white neighborhood he's had more opportunities educational and athletic than i ever had growing up and a majority of Americans ever had. He makes he makes more money in one year than I will probably make in my entire life. And he wants to make a point that he is against police brutality by sitting down during the national anthem at a football game. Yeah. And I mean you know, police brutality is a trending topic in politics and social justice. But you got to keep in mind, celebrities also have a privilege, no matter what color they are, even if they're black, about getting away with the legal system. You know, it's it's not just white privilege that, you know, police brutality is not affecting, you know. Celebrities have privilege, too. I'm sure he's done some or, you know, some of his peers and some, you know, a lot of football players have done stuff against the law and, the police will come up to them, but because they have celebrity status, it's not really, you know, taken account of. Yeah, I mean, who was that guy that, like, knocked out his girlfriend in an elevator and then dragged her across the lobby a few years ago? Ray Rice. Was that his name, Ray Rice? 
I know you're talking about. I'm not sure of his name, but yeah, but that yeah. dude, the guy that the guy that knocked out his girlfriend and dragged her across the lobby. Definitely, lots of domestic violence happening, you know, with celebrities and especially athletes. Um, you know, a lot of illegal possession and all this stuff, and they definitely have privilege stuff that he'll he has never seen. And um, you know, within the community that he's talking about, um, I feel like this is also very much trending with you know the liberal whites kind of just making problems out of what they assume and it's not really happening. Um, you know, with me being a Latina, you know, there's some things that they call out against, you know, white privilege and police brutality against, you know, the minorities. And I'm like, that's not true. I don't know where you're coming up. Like you're a white liberal. Like what, what do you really know? You know, (laughs) like, you know, it's okay to assume I'm not going to be offended. And I like that you care about my community. And, you know, you, you're free to ask any questions without offending me about my culture. But there's a lot of white liberals that, and that's practically the majority of the Democratic Party, too. Yeah. And, that just start problems. Yeah. And that's actually something I want to discuss a little bit more. But first, we're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break. Folks, you're listening to the Remster Republic. Hang on tight. We'll be back in a moment. Take the show on the go by subscribing to the Remster Republic on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and YouTube. Don't be left out. When did failure become sexy? When did repeating the same mistake over and over again sound smart? I'm Lucy Brenton, candidate for U.S. Senate, and like you, I'm worried about the future of our country. I've taught my children simple principles, which our government has forgotten. Live within your budget. Don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. We remember those simple kindergarten rules. Isn't it time our government does? To learn more, check out my website, lucyforsenate.com. That's lucyforsenate.com. Join me and make your vote count on November 8th. My name is Lucy Brenton, and I approve this message. we spend a lot of time talking about defending freedom, the party of liberty. That's amazing and wonderful when we talk to ourselves. But we have a problem. Most Americans, they don't think freedom's under attack. They think the only thing that can hurt us is ISIS or uh, Al-Qaeda. They're not realizing that what's most important in their life is not some foreign threat. That's not the number one thing to be concerned about. The number one thing to be concerned about is Are their families safe internally? Can they pay their bills? Can they have a good job? Are they safe and secure in getting the knowledge they want? Are they able to be happy? Will they grow? Is there opportunity? That's the piece we're not looking at, but we're blaming someone outside. If you're a Democrat, what do you say? You know what it is? It's those mean corporations. If you're a Republican, what do you say? You know what it is? It's those mean foreigners, but it's neither. We have been displaced as workers because of technology. That's what's happened. Technology has changed everything. Who's talking about that? Only we are. 
It's about what we know as the free market, and that is the free market is not a zero-sum game. The free market is a pie that can grow and grow and grow. And when the first industrial revolution came all came to us and smashed us, and we had no idea what to do, we grew the economy through trade. We grew the economy through commerce. We must do it again. Except now, it's just more digital. It's just more technology. The people who will survive well are those who will work well with the machine, and that's what we must be doing: making a bigger pie, teaching people how to work with technology. That's how we grow our economy. That's how you become safe. That's how your family grows. That's how you achieve happiness. Okay, kind of like a little backstory. One of my least favorite movies of all time is The Forbidden Kingdom with Jackie Chan and Jet Li. I hate that movie because, and you've seen this with many other films over the last couple decades, but it's a movie about this kid from Brooklyn that gets sent back to like feudal China and he has to learn karate from Jackie Chan in order to defeat this evil emperor. And basically, it's that he's the chosen one. I, I think something that a lot of white liberals kind of suffer from is that they have this white messiah complex. Mm. And I think it comes with the white guilt that comes from things. It's this idea that they need to come out and they're going to be the ones to lead, you know, African-Americans to freedom. They're the ones that are going to lead, you know... Latinos to freedom. I I don't get what it is with white people because I'm, you know, my my dad's Puerto Rican. I I don't speak Spanish. Producer Ryan, the show the show's producer, he's got blonde hair, freckles, speaks more Spanish than I do. But when it comes to actually debating race issues in America, I found that a lot of white liberals are quick to kind of put me in a corner sometimes. They're the ones that are always saying, oh, no, you don't know how it is. But I know how race relations should be, even though I'm a white guy that grew up in suburbia. I I don't get what this white messiah complex is coming from. I mean, do do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I mean, you know, Caucasian white, whatever you want to call it, you know, um, they're, they're the majority of the population. And. I can't help it if my race, my community, my cultural, you know, community does not put in anything towards the development of America, you know? You know, now we're getting into diversity and it's awesome, but we need to take an account that a lot of our freedoms were given by the white man, quote unquote, you know, and it's you know, we have to guilt pe- white people cuz they caused slavery. Okay, but white per- white people also you know, solved, you know, this issue of slavery and freed a lot of people. And, you know, the the patriarchy, the white man, whatever, you know, they're the ones that allowed feminism and women's rights. And they signed off on these laws that, you know, free minorities and women and, 
you know, all that and the other. So, you know, with this white guilt, like it, it's not as big of a deal because there's so many great things that come from this culture, you know, that help minorities. And, you know, I encourage minorities to do more things in our community, but for some reason it's not, it's not clicking with our culture. And, you know, the only people who should, um, hold accountable is, is our own, you know, there's this, the black lives matters, you know, they don't, they make huge media press about the white cop killing a minority, a Hispanic, a black boy, whatever. They don't look at their neighborhood, their own neighborhoods, you know, Chicago, poor Chicago has like the most killings in a in an urban city, like in the entire year over all the other major cities, you know, and, and, you know, statistically we kill our own the most white kill, kill whites the most black kills, black the most Latinos kill Latinos the most. Like it's just something that we should take account of ourselves and not look at the other side for, for guilt or, you know, for, you know. Yeah. I mean, the thing that, just comes to my mind the most. If you ever want to look at one state that has a hish that has like a long history of racial strife, it's Alabama. And I lived in Alabama for, you know, I lived there for two years. I just remember during um, the anniversary of the March on Selma, my school that I was going to at the time, they, uh, they had us all go into the auditorium and they gave a brief lecture. And the thing that this one professor brought up was the fact that you today sitting in front of me, are not responsible for the sins of the past. When, Definitely. When liberals bring up white privilege, they're essentially saying that we still need to keep this cultural appropriation and rest, you know, um, you know, fi- fixing these issues of the past. We we need to apply it to you when you've done nothing wrong, and that's terrible because if you were to do that, it you is. could do that with anything. You could do that about Jews to Germans. You could do that about you know Koreans to the Japanese. Koreans or the Chinese. You could do that to basically anybody. It's extremely one-sided in a sense. And, um, you know, the funniest thing about just history itself is that a lot of these liberals, they, they, they don't have an understanding of what it is at all. I mean, you brought up how people have been able to fix the wrongs that have been committed through history. But one of the funniest things was Kaepernick, or however the heck you pronounce his name. Um, he's a crappy football player. I'll, I'll just keep calling him that, the crappy football player. He, he went out and spoke to the press wearing a Che Guevara t-shirt. I don't know too much that about... That and a Castro t-shirt. Oh, a Castro shirt? That just makes Fidel, it so yeah. much better. Okay, it was, it, it was Fidel? That it was just a, makes it so much better. Yeah, a t-shirt with Malcolm X, I believe, talking to Fidel Castro. There's like a couple pictures yeah, on did, his... It did, was a white shirt. Didn't Fidel, like, murder himself several thousand blacks? Um, definitely Cubans, you know, in, in Cuba, there's multiple races, you know, in, in, in Spanish countries, there's whites and blacks. So yeah, you can put, you know, race into that, into that aspect. And dude, you have Fidel Castro on your shirt. You know how many people that literally like modern oppression, like in today's, you know, generation, like he is the dictator of modern oppression. It, it, exactly. It just it just does not make any sense. 
And I, I just remember that one time that, uh, was it Jay-Z and Beyonce, they went down to Cuba and they had they had an awesome time. You, you know, it's funny. We talk a lot about white liberals and their messiah complex trying to slum it with minorities. There's nothing better than this protected, privileged class of celebrities that like to go slum it with those that are completely unfortunate and are victims definitely. of circumstances. And the Cuban people are definitely victims of circumstances because they're stuck basically still living in the 1960s, whether it's their technology, whether it's their cars, whether, I mean, it's just the ideas of socialism have failed constantly. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, they're going to go slum it with them. I, I don't understand what's going on with people because I don't necessarily remember race or all this racial strife being such a giant issue growing up. I'm not saying it wasn't there. I'm not saying that it was, you know, it's something that's completely new. But I, I don't understand if this is just going to be a fad, if it's going to get worse, if it's going to get better. I mean, wh- um, where do you stand on that? I feel like history is wanting to repeat itself um, with white liberalism which I, that's not even, like, a real word. I just, like, see it, and that's what I call it. We make up because, a lot of fake words on this show. Yeah, but so you're fine. To, to, to that group that, you you know, the, the ones that are usually on the media, the white liberals, because um, even in politician world, they stand out more than the rest because apparently their opinions are more important than the people who are actually suffering. Um, to, you know... These white liberals, it's like they we need a special union in universities for just Latinos. We need they need a safe space where they can just practice their culture and diversity is just going to have to segregate itself because apparently we're not mature enough to, you know, integrate and share ideas and, you know, learn how to like not be offended by every little affirmative action, whatever, um, cultural appropriation thing. And they're just like more so than the minorities. I mean, to me, I think, you know, a club of, we have clubs, we have Greek, we have all of these things for, you know, just Latinos. And, you know, we're, we're just just leave us alone. Like we don't want to be forced into a union. We don't want to be forced into having clubs. You know, if we want, I see it in the Greek system where in, in the university Greek system. I, I you know I graduated from UCF. UCF is a giant Greek system, and you know, I see we have Black Greek, we have Latino Greek, and we have regular Greek panhelic, you know, sorority fraternities, and what a lot of these liberals like to say is oh we can't have black greek but they can have white greek i'm like tech no one said they were white greek i'm sorry that a lot of white people rush fraternities and sororities like you could change you can make a change yourself and join them but no it's like no that that's i want to stay in my culture and that's fine but it's not no one should be punished and no one should be forced. And definitely you shouldn't force other people's money to go into like something that 
promote segregation in, in the least bit. Because that's what I see now is that um, public universities are using taxpayer money to kind of just like fund these small, like one voter issue type things and using them to, to fund them. Exactly. Brittany, we're going to go ahead and close off the show, but first we're going to take our final commercial break. Folks, hang on tight. We'll be back in a minute. People ask me often, who's the next leader? Who's the next person that's going to actually take the liberty movement into the future? Who's the person that's going to invest in it politically, culturally, socially? Who's going to be the next innovator? Well, it happens to be a person who I think might possibly be your next libertarian senator. His name is Alex Merced. Now, you hear this all the time. He's an everyday guy. He's just like you and me. I'm telling you, he's an everyday guy who's no different than you and I. He's got humble roots. He has a great network of people working with him to make him actually have an impact in this election. But beyond that, he's the type of person that we want to invest in as libertarians. So go check out his T-shirts, maybe drop a donation. I got the Alex Merced buttons because they're awesome. But check him out today at www.alexmercedforny.com. He's the type of person who needs your help now, and he's Martinez endorsed. My name is Alex Merced, and I approve this message. of wealth, the, the desperate plight of millions of people in underdeveloped countries, uh, when you see so few haves and so many have-nots, when you, when you see the greed and the concentration of power within, don't, aren't you ever, did you ever have a moment of doubt about capitalism and whether greed's a good idea to run on? Well, first of all, tell me, is there some society you know that doesn't run on greed? You think Russia doesn't run on greed? You think China doesn't run on greed? What is greed? Of course, none of us are greedy. It's only the other fellow who's greedy. <laughs> this, the world runs on individuals pursuing their separate interests. The great achievements of civilization have not come from government bureaus. Einstein didn't construct his theory under order from a, from a, a bureaucrat. Henry Ford didn't revolutionize the automobile industry that way. In the only cases in which the masses have escaped from the kind of grinding poverty you're talking about, the only cases in recorded history are where they, where they have had capitalism and largely free trade. If you want to know where the masses are worth, worse off, worst off, it's exactly in the kinds of societies that depart from that. So that the record of history is absolutely crystal clear that there is no alternative way so far discovered of improving the lot of the ordinary people that can hold a candle to the productive activities that are unleashed by a free enterprise system. But it seems to reward, not virtue, as much as ability to manipulate the system. And what does reward virtue? You think the uh, communist commissar rewards virtue? You think a Hitler rewards virtue? You think, excuse me, if you'll pardon me, do you think American presidents reward virtue? Do they choose their appointees on the basis of the virtue of the people appointed or on the basis of their political clout? Is it really true that political self-interest 
is nobler somehow than economic self-interest? You know, I think you're taking a lot of things for granted. And just tell me where in the world you find these angels who are going to organize society for us. Well, I don't even trust you to do that. issue of race in the country getting any better, getting any worse? What are your thoughts? I see this issue progressing only if the left do what they wanted. What I see that? this, I, you know, these safe spaces, these segregation is okay because we are preserving culture because, you know, we don't want white privilege to overshadow um, a Latina or whatever. You know, this this sense of privilege and oppression that doesn't really exist. It does in minor ways, but this whole, like, umbrella of, you know, all that's going on and all that's trending. Um, I do see it if the, if the left keep having their way. Because the right, all I see is hands shaking, leave me alone, it's my life, if I don't want to integrate, that's fine, you know, I don't believe you should have a special kitty place for me to segregate to. The right is very much, you know, limited power, I have the power to my own life, I have self-responsibility, I take action, I take responsibility for my actions so right now you know with the elections things are leaning more left towards the polls um but a lot of people are just bringing up issues that are very prevalent in the right mindset in in the right wing mindset and you know it's it's unfortunate that although you know right wing my um Right-wing issues are becoming more prevalent. A lot of people are just scared to vote right-wing because, you know, we're, we're dealing with someone who kind of just talks before they read their prompter <laughs> and someone who just talks out of, you know, without policy, without background. And so they're scared of, you know, our, I'm just going to say Republic, our Republican nominee, they're just scared to vote for him because he is the way he is. But the American yet, Mussolini. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so definitely people are becoming more right wing. I should they're becoming more conservative because they're seeing, you know, the, the downfall of Obama's administration and what it's doing to our economy and our and our social classes and all that stuff. But, you know, they're scared to vote right wing because of our options, and that's that's unfortunate. Definitely. So, Brittany, kind of wrap things up. Are there any uh, organizations or websites you want to go ahead and plug? Oh, definitely. I would totally suggest, especially if you're a student at any school, to check out Turning Point USA. They are a nonprofit organization that promotes limited government and capitalism. They are amazing. They will give you tons of free activism, free activism training. They have they hold so many conferences around the country. Um, one that's coming up in October is one in California. So if you're on the West Coast, check it out. It's a free conference. And, you know, they've had a huge impact on CPAC every year. And 
it's just a very inclusive organization that I just totally love. I've been a part of them for two years and um, I've been receiving nothing but support and they will definitely help you on your political endeavors, whatever they might be. Perfect. Brittany Lopez, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was an absolute blast having you on. Of course. Thank you so much. Not a problem. So, folks, you you heard it from Brittany and I. I'm not saying that the racial issues we have in this country are frivolous, but I I think that we tend to exploit and be hyperbolic about every little thing. And this Colin Kaepernick issue, you know, honestly, if if people don't want to stand during the national anthem, I don't care. It just shows you that there's something up with those people. Maybe they have a real actual reason, unlike what's his name, the crappy football player. It it doesn't matter. He should not be getting this much freaking attention. There's so much more going on. I bet everyone, you you get a room of 10 people, and you'll probably get 10 different opinions on on the Pledge of Allegiance issue. But is anyone talking about the fact that Hillary didn't go to Mexico recently and Trump did? Is anyone talking about anything important? Is anyone talking about the guy that killed himself in the VA parking lot? No one is. All I'm trying to say is this. Don't let the media pick and choose stories that matter to you. Get involved. Get involved in your community. Be a person. Don't be part of a category. As always, you can check out the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn. Even hop on liberty.mestudios. They also syndicate the show on their network. And uh, definitely consider joining our private Facebook group. It's the Rebs of Republic Nation. That's where you get to talk to a lot of our special guests that have come on the show. Apart from that, you can also talk directly to producer Ryan and myself. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Repso101. As always, definitely need more Twitter followers. And, well, let's just keep this going. Tune in next week, and let's just have more fun. Let's have real conversations. You're not going to hear anywhere else. As always, I'm Remso W. Martinez. Screw the FCC. Good night, America. Stay connected to Liberty's Rabble Rouser on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date with the latest episodes, blogs, and other available content. What are you waiting for? Thank you.